Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Whatever it is for you, we welcome you. This is the Global Watch, and it is already December 14th. I cannot believe we are in the middle of December already. It is flying by. But it is our privilege to have the Anzac Watch with us and a special guest. I'll let Janice, you introduce him. But if we could open up, Jenny, would you open us up in prayer? And then you can introduce your uh, guest and we'll go into some worship. How is that? Jenny, would you open us up in prayer? Oh, me. me. Yes. yes. Father, what a joy to be again on the ANSAC Watch and to have such a special guest today. Lord, we're really looking forward to all that Richard has to share with us. And so, Father, we bless this call. We bless everybody on this call, Father. And we thank you for all that you're doing all the, over the last year, the way you've built us together, Australia and New Zealand coming together uh, with that Anzac anointing. Lord God, we ask you to continue to lead us on in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Tatina Koto Katoa. Greetings, everybody from New Zealand and with Australia. And with the nations, we just say welcome to the call this afternoon. And we have the most wonderful man on our call this afternoon. Yeah, Richard Brunton. Actually, Richard, you don't know this, but my daughter worked for your research company. So Richard founded one of the biggest research companies in New Zealand called Colmar Brunton. And my daughter loved working uh, for Colmar Brunton when she did. So we just give you a warm welcome. And I'm sure you'll have more to tell us about yourself. And thank you so much for coming. Thank you. So Richard, over to you now. Good. E I was going to say good evening to everybody, but it's probably not evening everywhere. I'm Richard Brunton, as you've heard. I am not the traditional kind of Christian speaker. My background is business. I haven't been to a theological college or anything like that. So you have to put up with somebody pretty raw in, in, in that sense. But I have been a Christian for 37 years. And I've discovered something that's really changed my whole Christian, the whole way of doing Christianity. And that's the power of blessing. And I'm talking about blessing as a verb, as distinct from blessing as a noun. Because I've discovered that by the, the simple act of faith and speaking blessing over other people, that one can activate the power of God. And so I've, I've entered into a blessing lifestyle where I bless people in all kinds of situations. I just look for opportunities to release blessing. And as a result of that, I'm operating in more love and more power over these last few years and all the years before that added together. It's been a most amazing thing. And I was persuaded to write a little book about this a few years ago called The Awesome Power of Blessing. And then later on, a, a sequel called The Blessing Effect. 
And there's now over 8 million of these little books uh, in print. And it's growing at around 150,000 a week. Even this week, there's been over 100,000 so far, and it's just Tuesday. And something like 35 countries, 40 languages. And why is that? It's simply because blessing works. And, it, and very often it works fast, it's high impact, and very often it's high speed as well. It really is quite remarkable. So what do I mean by blessing works? I'm talking about many testimonies of reconciliation of marriages and, and between parents and children. I've seen blessing release God's provision. I've blessed barren wombs and children have come forth after due time. Workplaces blessed many physical healings. I've been astonished by the number of physical as well as emotional healings that have occurred simply by blessing your body in the right way deliverances, many salvations. In fact, many of the churches in Africa are using this uh, because people find, find the Lord through the message. And perhaps the biggest thing of all is the Father's blessing. Because what I've discovered is that about 95% of people, including Christians, have never had their Father lay hands on them and bless them. And so there's this big void, this big love void and so what I do is I stand in the gap and I speak the Father's blessing over people and the Holy Spirit does the blessing. It's the most beautiful and remarkable thing. And I maybe at the end of this week, we'll do, I'll do that if I may. So let me tell you how this happened because the, I never thought this was going to happen. I always thought I was going to do healing and deliverance. That was, I thought that was my thing. And, but I was doing a teaching one day in New Caledonia, which is a French territory. And I discovered, and I, I've had to speak from, some French because my wife uh, is French. And I, I, I discovered that the, the French word for cursing was malediction. And the French word for blessing was benediction. Now, when I saw the juxtaposition of those two words, I was fascinated by that because malediction, if you look at the root of it, is bad speaking. And benediction, if you look at the root of it, is good speaking. Now, I didn't realize it, but malediction is also in the English dictionary and it means cursing, but it's not a word that's in common usage. And so I knew that cursing was high impact, but I'd always seen a better blessing it's been a fluffy, low-voltage kind of word. If someone sneezes and you say, bless you, or maybe you toss it on the end of an email, but without very much intention. And so I wondered, so I wondered to myself, could I bless people with high impact? So just as the witch doctor will curse people in Africa and they'll get sick and sometimes they'll even die, I wonder if I could bless people with high impact, but for good rather than for evil. That was really was the big question. And then one reflects on what the Bible says. It says we speak words of life or words of death. And so you could say then that cursing really is speaking words of death and blessing is speaking words of life. Or if you like, we release heaven or hell with our mouth. There's another way of looking at it. And what is interesting is that this is true in the natural as well as the supernatural. So in the natural, for example, a father might say to son, that's a, a clever little hut you've built in the backyard. You could be a great architect one day. And he's just blessed his son. He's spoken words of life. 
Or he might say, son, you're a useless fellow. You'll never amount to anything in life, which I'm sad to say is very common. And so the father has just cursed. He's just spoken words of death over his son. And that is a real curse. I know because I get people who are adults who are still under this curse. So it's true in the natural, but it's true in the supernatural. So you see the witch doctor, he's speaking words of death with the power of Satan behind them. We as born-again, spiritual Christians, we can speak words of life with the power of God behind them. And, and in particular, we can speak and release God's intentions and God's favor over people and situations in the name of Jesus. Now, just think about that for a minute. That is real, that's real power, that we can speak and release the kingdom of God with our mouths in the name of Jesus. Yeah, so that's what I've discovered. I've discovered that I can speak and release God's intentions and favor over people or situations and thereby activate God's power in their lives. And hundreds of thousands of people have discovered that they can do this too. And this is a totally different kind of Christianity. This is not where you go to a church and listen to the man up the front and then go have a cup of tea afterwards. This is stuff that every member of the congregation can do and really must do. They, they, they're, they're, they're commanded, actually, to do this kind of thing. And so people are discovering a more powerful, a more exciting experience of God's love in action. So the next thing, really, is how to do it. And really, a lot of it is around understanding the authority that we have in Christ Jesus. And I've concluded that the great majority of people don't really know that. In fact, God spoke to me a few years ago and said, Richard, you don't know who you are. And on another occasion, if you knew, if you knew the authority you have in Christ Jesus, it would change the world. Actually, it might have been your world. But it is turning out, it is actually the world. <laughs> so there we are. So let me tell you then. So what I used to do, is that I used to go into my business, Colmar Brunton Research, as Janice has said, and I decided some years ago that I would bless, or at least that I would ask God to bless the company. And so I'd go in there early in the morning before anyone else got there, and I would go around, walk around saying, God bless Colmar Brunton. And I'd say a whole lot of other good things as well. But nothing really seemed to happen. Nothing really changed. And one day I was provoked, I don't know quite how or why, but I changed. And I was a bit scared to change, I might add. And I said, Comrade Brunton, I bless you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. So that was the difference. One was asking God to bless the company and moving to I bless the company, but in the name of Jesus. And the moment I did that, the anointing crashed over me. And, uh, and every time I've done it, and I've done it hundreds of times, I always sense that anointing. It was like, in hindsight anyway, it was like God was saying to me, yes, son, you've got it. That's what I want you to do. That is a dramatic thing, isn't it? That's the first thing. I want to encourage you to move from, ask, from interceding, from asking God to bless, to you doing the blessing in the name of Jesus. Now, as I began to think about that, I thought Jesus sent the disciples out to heal the sick and to stay out demons. He didn't say to them, you ask my father to heal the sick. He said, you do it in my name. 
And likewise, we don't ask God to cast a demon out of someone. We speak to the demon in the name of Jesus and we command it to go. And it's the same principle with blessing. We speak and release the blessing. But of course, it's God who does the blessing. But so many people are asking God to speak to their mountains. And Jesus has told us to speak to the mountains. It's this whole thing. There are so many times when we're asking God to do something when he's actually taught us to do it. And that really is the point. And I see this whole thing about blessing and about healing and deliverance for that matter. It's all about partnership. We've got our part and the Holy Spirit has got his part. And our part is to speak and release or lay hands and his part is to perform what we're, what we're, what we're asking, what we're releasing. We can't do that. And, and the other thing is he won't do his bit unless we do our bit. So that's the first thing. We move from asking God to bless people. And by the way, this is much, this is much harder to do than it is because we are so ingrained in this God bless you thing. Now, the second one, and this is really important. It's, in fact, I, I realize that this is even more important than I used to think. And that's the, the importance of having what I call a clean mouth. And if you think about this, you know, when Isaiah came into the, into, the presence of, into the presence of God, now you would think, wouldn't you, that, and he said, woe is me, for I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell amongst the people of unclean lips. Woe is me. Now you would think, wouldn't you, that with all the sins that you can be pretty sure Isaiah would have committed, here's the one that God focused on. His mouth. And it's not just Isaiah, Jeremiah. God said to Jeremiah, if you will utter what is precious and not what is worthless, you shall be as my mouth. So this is serious stuff. And if we really want to have power in our mouth, then we need to avoid any kind of cursing and careless words. You will know that James said that Blessing and cursing shouldn't come out of the same mouth. And even Jesus said, you will be accountable for every careless, worthless, useless word that comes out of your mouth. You can just imagine that, standing on the day of judgment. So it's a big deal. So those are two very important things if you want to have power in your mouth and be an effective blessor. There's a couple of other things. We need to do it in love. Because there's really no power in God without love. I've, I've decided that after some years. And we do it without judgment. We don't decide whether someone deserves a blessing or not. So just to make this um, clear, let me use an example. Let's say it's a made-up example, and it's a bit silly, but it makes the point. So just imagine that this lady is married to Fred, and Fred uh, drinks too much. And so... I'm going to give you an example of the bad blessing. So this lady says, God bless Fred, make him give up drinking and make him listen to me. So what this lady has done, she's asking God to do the blessing. That's the first thing. The second thing is she's wallowing around in Fred's uh, sin. And that's not God's style. God knows about her sin, but he always calls forth the gold. And it's self-righteous. There's so many things about it that are awful. 
Now, it would be far more powerful if she was to say, Fred, my husband, I bless you in the name of Jesus. May all of God's plans and purposes for our marriage, may they come to pass. And may you become the man of God, the husband and the father that God has for you right from the beginning of the world and so on. It's a whole different flavor, isn't it? It's a whole different thing. And I believe God would have no time for that first blessing at all, but he would respond to the second one. So there we are. That's we cover what it is and how to do it. But this, but then the next thing that really occurred for me was this. Well, I realised that there are so many different sorts of situations. For example, Jesus says, "Bless those who curse." You. And then there's a whole lot of other things like blessing instead of cursing yourself, blessing your dwelling place, blessing your workplace, blessing your spouse, blessing your children. How do you do all this stuff? So I thought I'll just take some of those. I haven't got time to do all of them, but just focus in on a few things and just give an example or two. Let's just take, let's just take the whole business about blessing those who, who curse you. You see, the problem is that most people stop at forgiveness. But it's a whole other step to bless the person who's hurt you when you really, all you really want to do is to wring their neck or see them punished. <laughs> you you might even have a revengeful thought. But there it is, First Peter chapter 3. Don't return reviling for reviling or cursing for cursing, but instead bless, because this is what you were called to do, and you will inherit a blessing. So now I want to tell you this, that things happen when you bless the one who hurts you, that don't happen when you stop at forgiveness. I'm thinking about a lady one day in a, in a church meeting I was at, and she came up for prayer, and to cut a long story short, I said to her, do you think you could forgive, you, you could forgive your husband? Because her husband had left her, so she was hurting financially and emotionally, as you can imagine. And to her credit, she forgave him. But then I said, now I wonder if you would like to bless him. But she didn't know what to say. So I said, follow me. I bless you, my husband. Just like I just did a little while ago. And the moment that she did that, the Holy Spirit fell on her. Most amazing thing. And I was, I was standing in front of her, so I was in the way. So we both got it, and we were both weeping in front of the meeting. But that's not the only example. I just think of another lady. She'd been in a car accident 23 years earlier, and her neck had become so stiff she had to give up her driver's license because she couldn't even turn her head to look in the rear vision mirror. And uh, she had... She was able to say, I forgive the driver, but then someone said to her, Nick, but I'd like you to bless the driver. You see, she'd forgiven the driver, she thought. But the moment she blessed the driver, that night her neck was completely free of pain and, and full movement was restored. So I could go on and on with this. I just want to give you a flavor of it. Now, physical healing is another amazing thing. I, I never saw this really coming, although I have mentioned it in my book. But the number of testimonies have been, have been quite overwhelming, really. Although I have noticed that a lot of them are to do with bones, and I think bones are to do with unforgiveness, but that's by the way. So here's the secret for getting uh, physical healing through blessing. And bearing in mind that most of the healing that's happening through blessing is last resort. Like they've tried prayer, they've tried this, they've been at different people to pray for them. That hasn't worked. Okay, I'll try blessing when they've read the book. So the, the secret, if I can call it that, 
although in a way it is a secret, is to stop complaining because complaining repels the kingdom of God. Thankfulness, on the other hand, attracts the kingdom of God. So instead of complaining about your bad back or your bad skin or you're white and you want to be brown or vice versa, this kind of thing, we give thanks and we just realize and we appreciate the fact that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. And then we love on our body. We love the body part that's not performing, that's not functioning. And then we bless it in the name of Jesus. Okay. And then there's blessing yourself. Most people actually curse themselves. And I remember a lady coming up for prayer one day and in the middle of the prayer, she said to me, I'm done. And I said, where did you hear that? My parents told me I was done. So you see, we had to break that curse off. Then. But this is so common, this kind of thing. Just, we, must, we need to stop speaking um, negatively over ourselves and bless ourselves. Bless our imagination, bless our thought life, bless our body and so on. In this blessing, our dwelling place, which actually, without digressing too much, or probably already have, is, is another word with dictionary, which is jurisdiction. And jurisdiction has to do with the law. So jurisdiction is the legal right to speak and to declare over the territory that God has assigned to you. And of course, our homes fall into that category. That Belzebub is the Lord of the Flies. So I just, as I walk around my property, I say, this is a no-fly zone in the name of Jesus, that kind of thing. And then there's um, blessing your spouse. What a wonderful thing it is to bless your spouse. You'll discover that most people don't actually say, I love you, to their spouse. I'm not saying they don't love them, but they just express it. So I have this little pattern, affirmation, praise, forgiveness, and impartation. So affirmation is, I love you, honey. I'm glad you're my wife and the mother of my children, etc." Praise would be, uh, what a wonderful meal you cooked last night, honey. And by the way, what a wonderful idea it was that you prayed for Odile last night. You've got such a good heart. Hey, and that pot plant that you repotted, gosh, it's doing well now. You've got really green fingers noticing. And uh, forgiveness. Sorry last night I spoke to you a bit harshly or a bit quickly. Please forgive me. And then finally, and really importantly, is impartation. I bless you with wisdom. I know you've got a situation with one of our boys tonight. I just bless you with wisdom. Receive it now in the name of Jesus. Okay. And then the same thing with children. It's the same pattern. Children respond in a very beautiful way to blessing. Not that long ago, I was sitting in the back of the car and the, the pastor and his wife were sitting in the front. And the wife was recounting the sins of her grandson who got kicked out of a Christian retreat for bad behavior. And she was recounting and rehearsing all his failures and all his sins. And I said to her, do you realize that you're cursing your grandson? But shocked her. But she and, she and her husband, they respected that and they, they blessed this, this young boy. And within a week, that boy, he must have gone back to the retreat and he was one of the best kids there. And I see this again and again. If only we would stop cursing our children. And this is such a big thing in Africa, by the way. But that's that's by the way. So there we are. All of us uh, were children at some point. And uh, God always intended that our fathers bless us. That's mandated in Scripture. But it just hasn't happened. And even Jesus 
needed to hear his father affirm when he was baptized. This is my boy. This is my beloved son. This love you to this Jesus. And again, that is the transfiguration before he was to go through his ordeal. He was strengthened by his dad. So I'm wondering if I'd like to do that. I'd like, I don't know how many of you have had your fathers lay hands on you and bless you. But I'd like to, I'd like to offer that. And I'm just going to assume that most of you would be quite like to do that. So I'm going to speak a father's blessing over you. But it's the Holy Spirit who's going to do, who's going to do the, the real work. So that means I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit. I'm going to ask the Holy Spirit to come upon you. Because really it's his work. I'm just the channel. And I think that receiving needs to be intentional. So maybe you might like to close your eyes or to open your hands. It's, it's just saying, I'm ready, God, to receive what you have for me. So Holy Spirit, I ask that you would come upon, Lord, each man and woman. Come, Holy Spirit, beautiful Holy Spirit. We love you, Lord. You're just amazing. We love you. Just come upon each man and woman, Lord Shivana Mashishiya Kanda. Love you, Lord. I love you, my child. I love you. You're a gift from God to me. And I'm so privileged and proud to be your dad. I love you and I'm proud of you. I believe in you. I believe in you. I'm, I'm there for you. I'll always be there for you. And I ask you to forgive me for things I've said and done that have hurt you. And for the things that I didn't do. And for the words I didn't say that you long to hear. I am so sorry. Would you please forgive me? And I believe it's the father's job to break ancestral curses of his children. So I repent of my own sins and your mother's sins and your grandparents' sins and their parents' sins and so on. Especially those sins that are with the occult, sexual sin and every other kind of sin that's brought a curse that's come down through our family line. And I renounce these on your behalf. And I declare over you that on the cross, that Jesus became a curse. He took the curses that were meant for you and for me so that we could come out from under every curse and enter into the blessing. And so I appropriate that now for you. I appropriate for you now in the name of Jesus. And by the precious blood of Jesus, I break every curse that's followed you down through your life, that's come through the generations. I break it now in the name of Jesus. And I break off you every other kind of curse that's been spoken over you, every cruel and unjust word that's been spoken over you, every mocking and humiliating, every putting down kind of word that's been spoken over you. I break its power. I break its power in the name of Jesus. 
and I bless you with the healing of all the wounds of your heart. The wound of rejection in particular, which takes many forms like negligence, abandonment, the wound of betrayal, abuse, physical abuse, sexual abuse, verbal abuse, emotional abuse, disappointment, maybe failure, maybe a marriage failure, a business failure, grief. Lord Jesus, you said that you've come to heal the brokenhearted. So Lord, right now, I ask that you run your ointment over every wound represented here tonight. Beautiful Jesus, would you please do, Lord, what only you can do. And release it now in Jesus' name. And I bless you to be successful in life, to be fruitful, good fruit, abundant fruit, fruit that lasts. And I break off you every limitation, every kind of like a glass ceiling that's there, invisible, but it's real and it because of lies that you believed about your value, about your capability, about your potential, oppressing. And I break that in the name of Jesus. And I call forth your potential. I call forth your amazing potential, your amazing giftedness in the name of Jesus. And I bless you with an increase in spiritual influence. You are the light of the world, the salt of the earth. I bless you with health and strength of body, soul and spirit. And I bless your mouth. The seraphim might come now even with a coal and cleanse the mouth. I bless your mouth to speak words of love, words of encouragement, words of life, words of blessing, thereby releasing the kingdom of God on the earth. I bless you with good friends. And finally, I bless you with abounding love, overflowing love. That God will give you a revelation in the deepest part of his being of how much he loves you and rejoices over you. Oh, just come, Holy Spirit, and fill, Lord, our love tanks. Lord, fill our love tanks, Lord. Lord, not just to fill them, but to overflow them, Lord. Come, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are blessed with every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. Amen. Thank you, Richard. I didn't want to stop you. I think that it was so good to be just to be led of the Holy Spirit. And when you prayed the ancestral, I lost contact. Just as soon as you said that word, I was cut from the call. 
and had to come back on. So that's the power of God. I want to just say to you, was there any other prayers you wanted to pray or anything you wanted to do? I just was so powerful. Thank you so much. If you, if we're still going to do the breakout thing, I, I was going to say, because this is worth saying, that um, I was going to get you to practice blessing each other. And in a group like this, you can say, may I practice on you? In fact, I do this in workshops anyway. May I practice on you? And, and then feel the love for the other person. Feel the love of God for that person that you're looking at in the eyeballs. And then you can just say, I bless you. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I release God's love and power in all the circumstances of your life. Amen. Yeah, I'm very intentional. And sometimes I like that. And um, I messed it up, have I? I've taken up too much time. No, you haven't. And sorry if I was presumptuous because I thought this is so good. But I'm I just going to. Okay. You can go to gallery and you'll see more people change yeah, your I'm going to ask Sue what I'm she gonna... thinks. We're going to compare. I don't think we can ever get too much blessing in this world. It's tough enough to um, <clears throat> be a Christian, let alone you know, be a Christian that blessed. That's part of our core value is to speak life into people. And I'm really anxious to get your books, Richard, and take a look at them. And it's been an absolute delight to meet you. I would love it if you just continue ministering to us. How many people are soaking into this? I'm a big sponge right now, uh, <laughs> soaking up the water. Yes, yes. Amen. I, I don't know if there's some people that might have a question for you, but uh, I let's keep, keep you on the platform here and ministering as the Holy Spirit is doing. Well, look, it's good to ask questions. So I'm more than happy to. Questions lead to an amplification of different things, which is good. If I could ask a question, Richard, there's a lot of people that have been molested in this world today. And this is the one that's really been hitting me hard in the last week in my counseling. People have been molested. And where was God? If I'm so lovable, where was God not to love me? How did these people do this to me? So how have you spoken to those people that have been molested and had no choice what was going on here? I'd send them to people to people like like you, Bob. <laughs> you sounds like you're a counselor, and I'm not a counselor. But but I think that I can only chip in my little bit. But I'm serious about that. I would actually send them to people like you. But at the end of the day, I suppose what what these people have got a, a terrible wound of the heart, obviously, and maybe they even need to forgive God, if you know what I mean. In inverted commas. And, but, the, but there's no, to me, there's no shortcut around forgiveness. And sometimes people really do have to forgive God. I've been in these kinds of situations and I say, look, I don't know if you realize it or not, but you're actually holding an offense against God. And I, but anyway, what I do is get them to tell God exactly how they feel. Because sometimes they're a bit scared to do that. But to actually tell God 
how bloody angry they are. It's unfair. You know, get it all out with God. I think that is essential. And God is not offended by that. I'm just feeling God's grief. Bob, what you're talking about. But I think that's the first step is to get it all out. One thing that may help, but it's something I read. And I read about a man who had done pretty much this kind of thing you were talking about. I think he'd murdered and sexually assaulted a young girl. And this pastor who wrote this passage, he said how angry he was with God for allowing it to happen. And God showed him a vision. It was this little child locked in a wardrobe in the dark and screaming. And the pastor said, look, God, he's done it again. This is, look what he's doing. Look what he's done. And God said, no. That's the perpetrator locked in the wardrobe. And ever since then, I've had no trouble forgiving people. Because forgiveness is the root of it, isn't it? And, and just to realize that it's only broken, it's only hurting people who hurt. And I think that goes a long way. I remember being in a situation where I was asked to intervene in a situation where someone in Yumea, I had a supply here in, in Auckland, New Zealand, and it had gone really bad. And she wanted me to ring the supplier, which I didn't really want to do because I didn't know much about it. But anyway, I rang. And this person was very rude. She didn't know who I was. She used the F word a number of occasions in, in, the, in the conversation. Very unprofessional. And I got off the phone and I thought, this is an absolute dead loss. This isn't going to go anywhere. But then I felt to practice what I preach. And I started to bless the situation. And when I started to bless it, I didn't have much faith. But the more I heard myself, faith comes by hearing, even if it's yourself. And the more I began to bless, faith began to rise and rise. That was on a Friday. On the Monday, that person contacted the lady in Yumea and made peace, made the thing work. It was a miracle, absolute miracle. And and I think you have a part in it too, Bob. You can bless the you can bless the situation. And I hope that answers, <laughs> hope that helps to answer your question. There are lots of awful things that, that go on. Even tonight, I had a feeling, I didn't say it, but I had a feeling that there was a lady here. But your father really wanted a boy, and he got you. And that's a rejection. And you've been trying to live up and win dad's approval all this time. And I felt God, I felt God was healing that wound tonight. Yeah, I do cry a lot. I didn't used to. I found that by, by releasing God's love, you get more of it. The more you give it away, the more you have to give away. And you know, Bob, that, that lady needs love, needs love, doesn't she? 
love God's love through you. I remember, I remember a lady coming up to me once and she said uh, she'd heard me give a testimony around Freemasonry and just said, my brothers and my father, they were Freemasons. And she said, they, they abused me, something sexually abused me. And she said, when you said sorry, God met with me. Are there any other questions? <laughs> Uh, Richard, we're coming towards the top of the hour, and I feel that you have an impartation of compassion to release over us tonight. And I feel like there's a sense of holiness right now that we take this impartation to heart for the world around us is in desperate need of it. And we... If we admit it ourselves, we are in need of it as well. I would love it if you would just pray for us and we'll, that will put a finishing touch on this in, in, important message tonight. Thank you, Janice. Thank you, Richard. Well, if only you knew just how precious and how beloved you are. And you mentioned compassion, Susan. Everything Jesus did, he moved with compassion. And I think that is the motivation that we need to have to release the healing power of our Lord Jesus Christ. And not just physical healing, but emotional healing. And I think God is far more concerned with those wounds than he is for the physical side. In fact, very often a physical sickness is a result of a hurt, of a sickness in the soul or in the spirit. Lord, I bless these precious people, Lord, that they would be doers of the word and not just hearers only. Lord, that they would go out into the marketplace and begin to walk in authority, in a sense of boldness, the sense, Lord, that we have the answer. It's love, really. The world needs love, as I think the Beatles said. But it's your love, Lord. Lord, make us love machines. Lord, make us love machines that we would go out and we would release God's, your love, Lord, and your power. Because, Lord, they are connected. Your love power, Lord, that we would speak and release it into a world that is so desperate for it. And even the Christian world, so many do not know the love of God. And Lord, that's why, that's why, Lord, I, I, I blessed each person here tonight with overflowing love, Lord, that you would fill up our love tanks. Not just 10 out of 10, Lord, but 11 or 12 out of 10 we would be love letters written by you for others to read and Lord I pray this mixture of blessing and prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus you Lord are our model we want to be like you we want to do like you 
In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. Thank you. Amen. Amen. We bless you. Yes. We bless your wife. We bless yes. your home. We bless everything that you do. A yes. So a hundred mm. times, I don't know how many yes, here. It's big mm. blessing, Richard. Yes. <laughs> and we just thank you so much. That was so good. Mm. I'm sure everybody feels God, do you? Yes. Yes, yes, absolutely. Yes. Thank you. So, so good. Thank you, Janice. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. Just uh, unmute and just release a blessing. <laughs> and, uh, oh, shut up.